This episode is brought to you by SubSummit, the world's largest direct-to-consumer subscription conference. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Subta Studios podcast. I'm Paul Chambers, co-founder and CEO of Subta, the Subscription Trade Association. And I'm Chris George, the co-founder and chairman of Subta. We're really excited because we have an awesome guest on here today, uh, Liam Michael Brennan.com. Sorry, Liam, I had to introduce you with the full domain name just to make sure we got it's all my middle name, Liam. I'm Michael too. Christopher Michael. I uh, I don't actually go by that name, by the way, Liam Michael. It's just LeamBrennan.com was gone. Uh, oh, LeamBrennan.com is gone? No way. I pulled so it up via LeamMichaelBrennan.com. You still have yeah, the original one running. That, that is my middle name, but uh, I don't I don't really use it on that website. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we, did we just tell a big secret about you? Is it like a, a 10 percenter that we just revealed? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Liam, thanks so much for being on. You're a subscription box expert and one of the co-founders of Busterbox. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks very much for having me on. Always delighted to catch up with the two of you. It's always so, fun. Yeah, and uh, we always love, we've, gosh, we've been friends for, feel like, half a decade now. You know, Liam, I got dog, I have a dog and I don't have your box. Just throwing that out Are there. you shipping to the U.S.? Is Busterbox shipping to the U.S.? <laughs> no, we only oh. ship. Ireland and the UK, we don't ship to the US because the market's pretty big over here and we're trying to grow as quickly as we can in Europe and become where well, we are the biggest dog subscription box in Ireland and the UK. We're trying to do that in Europe. But if you send me your address, I will do an express shipment. I to appreciate get it. Same I'll to you. We'll review you. it for you. We'll have, we'll, have a, we'll have my dog review it for you. Put Let's it on do social. it. Your address. Is, is spoiled. His dog is definitely spoiled. I don't know if she's spoiled. She's very disciplined and yeah. smart. She's she gets whatever everything. she wants. I mean, she doesn't ask for a lot. <laughs> her name's Mamas. I got her when she was five. She's an all-white husky. I yeah. see in the stories and stuff. Yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful dog. Um, well, Liam, thanks for joining us. You know, this is a, a show where we talk everything direct-to-consumer subscription. And we've been watching your email. So it's been interesting because on September 20, no, sorry, September 30th, got an email from you saying over 500,000 views and a flood of new subscribers. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, this, this is interesting. And then let's see here, October 15th, it was 1.3 million views. So just in 15 days, you've grown almost a million views on TikTok, and I'm sure it's more now. And yeah. A lot of this has to do with the TikTok creator marketplace. And yeah. what I wanted to do today was was talk to you about that. And we wanted to learn more and obviously for you to share with our audience where you've seen that success because you've you seem like you've been really an open book about it and and really appreciate that because that helps the whole community grow and make it better. Yeah, happy, happy to share our story with the TikTok creator marketplace. We've been kind of, like everybody probably, we've been testing TikTok for probably about 18 months, paid traffic on TikTok and organic as well. And we have had um, some success, but never really sustainable success. If you get me, you'd run ads, you get some good results, but you'd burn through your creative pretty quickly. We find that we are finding it quite difficult to consistently come up with new creative and um, mainly because we literally none of us used the app ourselves we had a business account and that was it so 
the whole time I've kind of been thinking like TikTok is a gold mine if you can actually produce the creative um, that connects with people, native creative, because they always say, don't make ads, make TikToks. That's what TikToks say. That like, yeah. if, if you take your videos from Facebook that are working, they can work on TikTok, but like I said, not for very long. So we've like been trying to hire influencers through it and stuff. And again, you see some success, but it's not really sustainable. It's hard to keep finding new influencers over and over again. So, so let me take a step back for a second. You were just, you're running your own TikTok account yeah, um, and, and producing content that way. And you were also doing ads? Yeah, we were doing ads. We weren't doing enough on the organic side of things, to be honest with you. We had an account and we were just like reposting videos of dogs with our boxes. They do okay, but we could be doing a lot better. We actually have somebody who'll be taking over that now and we have a whole new spin on that. We're kind of looking to go with the comedy angle where we're going to have our logo, like the head of our logo turned into a character um, wow. and we're like putting in funny situations and stuff. Could completely stop. I don't know. Like you never even know until you try these things, but just kind of an easy way of producing creative. But we're running ads and we're testing them a lot. Like I said, we're having some success, but it wasn't really sustainable until we found the TikTok creator marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mamas wants to come in and join. Yeah, it sounds like she wants to be You know what's interesting is what I think is great about what you're doing with TikTok. It's like the ultimate UGC engine, right? Yeah. And if you can like leverage that, and I'm interested, I'm really interested to learn how you're doing that and with the with the creator account. Um, and it sounds like, is that different than running business ads using the- Yeah. Okay. So it, we're like, we're kind of, it's kind of the perfect storm with TikTok at the minute. And it won't be like this forever. And that's why I'm kind of, urging people to make the most of it kind of like facebook ads back in 2012 when they're really really cheap the organic reach on tiktok is gigantic because it's still a new enough platform it is decreasing a bit compared to even a year ago but still a big big opportunity um, and you can hire these creators through the marketplace that know the platform yeah. they have massive followings and the price that you're paying to hire them is nowhere near what you will pay with YouTube or even Instagram. Like we all know, if you go to YouTube and you try to hire somebody with like 500,000 subscribers, you're going to be sent on to their agent and you're going to be quoted like 15, 20 grand for yeah. a video. For that, that's pretty much the going rate. Obviously there are exceptions, but that's the way the industry is gone. Whereas on TikTok, you have this wave of creators who are normal people and um, they may have set up an account like when things were really getting going on TikTok and grew a massive following and they know the app really, really well. So you can leverage the TikTok creator marketplace to hire these people for really, really reasonable rates. And um, you get massive reach if you hire the right people. You have to have audience fit. If you hire somebody who doesn't have audience fit, it doesn't matter how many followers they have, it won't work. And then when you find the videos that are working well, you can turn them into something called Spark ads, where you essentially turn them into paid ads, but they wow. don't run from your account. They run from the creator's yeah. account. So they have all the social proof, they have the likes, they have the engagement, they have the comments, and you're just pouring fuel on the fire of what's already working. 
and amplifying it. Okay, so, so that's really well. So this sounds like it sounds like you unlocked like a secret code in the TikTok <laughs> world here. Um, take a step back for a second, and let's start with finding the creators in the marketplace because I've logged in and and played with this quite a bit. It's kind of frustrating. How did you how did you find the right people to use? And like the the search options aren't great. You can search by pets. You can um, you can filter it down. But there's there's it's kind of limited. I mean, how are you how are you breaking through a lot of the? So we're quite lucky that we're in the dog niche because yeah. obviously you can search for pets and dogs are one of the main things when you actually go through that. But we still had to do a good bit of research, but nowhere near the level that you would need to do for, say, Instagram. Because if you want to hire somebody from Instagram, really, really manual process. What's your bank account details, PayPal details, right. Excel sheets, yeah, firing off emails, keeping track of it all. So pretty, pretty long process to really get like a good community of influencers behind you. On the TikTok creator marketplace, obviously, it will depend on your niche. But there's so many different creators there with a bit of manual work um, and, and a bit of searching. You should be able to find people who you think will be a good fit for your box. Yeah. And the, th the good thing about it is it's all done through the marketplace. So you can create a shortlist. You can add people who you think will be a good fit to work with you. And then you can just go back and filter through them and search for the ones that fit your budget. Liam. Are the, um, these, when you use a creator marketplace is your essential, we won't call it an ad, but is your product then posted on their personal account? Yeah. So okay. how are it they works tagging is, you? Are they generally tagging you? Yeah, they tag you and um, it comes up as a paid partnership and they tag you in the actual video. Um, and I'll touch on that in a minute because there's a couple of different ways you can do that. And we've learned um, some things from it, but, the, the best thing about the marketplace is as well is when you find these creators, all of their analytics are on their profile. So you literally click into them. You can see how much engagement they're getting versus other creators. You can see how many video views are getting followers, where they're based, where their audience is based. All that information's there because a big problem in the industry, certainly in Ireland anyway, and I'm not sure if it's worldwide, there's many fake influencers who yeah. buy followers. The bots. Yeah, yeah, they buy followers and they're literally like scamming pre people pretty much. Um, companies are paying big, big money. I think they've copped on in the last probably two years, but companies were paying big, big money for essentially fake influencers. But the TikTok creator marketplace helps with that. So, and Liam, when you're identifying these creators, they're posting it on their channel. They may They're tagging you. And then with the Spark ads, Paul, it's almost like the social whitelisting. Oh, yeah. It's exactly like what MSA is doing with social whitelisting and having a third-party creator write an ad or write a blog and you're running ads to it. So then you're pouring your own ad dollars into the views of another creator, which the creator yeah. loves because they're getting engagement views and potentially followers. Yeah. You're essentially okay. paying people to drive them to their, to their page. What's it like... What's it cost? Like, uh, you know, on average, what are you seeing cost start at these creators do this? Is you're paying them a one-time fee? Is it 
you know, really, I, I'm nearly afraid to even say in case a creator is seeing they start tracking up their prices. But is it like you're saying it's reasonable? Is it high? Yeah, yeah, is like, it? It's like fifty dollars for some, hundred dollars for others. Oh, wow. Unbelievable! And, and you have to have a bits account is. to have access to the creator's account. Yeah, and then. So, so what you do is you you have to obviously set up your account on the marketplace. You have to be approved. Send them like tax documents. Yeah, you have to send a whole bunch of documents. It's really yeah, invasive. They're <laughs> pretty to verify you're a real business. I would upload oh. like bank statements and tax documents and other stuff to verify your legit business to be engaging with the TikTok creator marketplace. Right? You have the same barriers, Liam. Same situation, yeah. and we actually couldn't get on it before. A good few months ago, we tried to get on it. And we were rejected for some reason. So we got in touch with our rep. Something just dawned on me. It was like, we actually have to get on that to see what's going on there. Yeah. So I reached out to our rep and they helped us in the end get verified. Um, and what, what's really cool about it as well is they handled the payment for you. So, you know, like this isn't really common. Most people are actually okay. But you hear it every now and again. Like you hire an influencer, you send them the box, you make payment mm-hmm. and they're gone. They yeah. literally don't keep up their side of the bargain. This is completely different. You upload your money or you deposit your money and it goes into a third-party account. You agree when the video is going to be published. It comes in at the time you set. You review it. You agree that it's good enough. Money gets released and goes to the creator. Did you notice your following and your Busterbox accounts has grown because of this too? It has grown, but not, not as yeah. You think it it's driving grow. acquisition it's driving awareness and you're tracking are you able to track clicks by which creators are performing the best yep so there's a couple of different ways you can do that we set up and there's like benefits and cons to the different ways we set up utm tags and we said to some of the creators can you say in the video to get this special offer click the link in my bio because they can obviously link out and then they'll have a special UTM tag. So we can measure then through our analytics who's actually sending what traffic um, and what's actually working. But the downside to that is some of these videos can be repurposed as Facebook ads and they work really well on Facebook, but you have to just be careful with the music. If it's copyrighted music or anything, yeah. not a good idea. So you have to really be on top of that. But if they say in the video, click my bio to buy this offer, you can't really use that as a Facebook ad because it doesn't make any sense when you start actually running it as a Facebook ad. Um, So yeah, you have to be a bit careful with that. What I actually prefer doing is I prefer just not even worrying too much about the tracking because I've literally driven myself insane with Facebook tracking and Facebook and TikTok tracking over the last ever since that iOS crap. Um, and it's driven me completely insane, like trying to really get on top of that attribution, what's driving what. Um, but with this, because things are so cheap, we're just really going for a blended CPA. Um, so it's performing really well. We can see TikTok in, in general is driving a lot of traffic. We can see we're getting a lot of direct traffic where people see the video, they Ooh, exit the TikTok app, they search for us, and then they go over so once all of that's in line and the CPA is okay, I'm not really getting too bogged down with the tracking. So go ahead. No, go ahead. So when you're looking at the creators in the marketplace, there's a couple different things you can see on them. You can see average views. 
six second video views, completion rate, follower growth rate, engagement rate, and engagements. So there's a lot of different metrics to look at there. What's most important to you? I'm mainly looking at, obviously, followers. I want to make sure they have a decent following, but really engagement rate, um, yeah. I think, says it, like how they compare to other creators. And if they're pretty poor, and I look at the amount of, or where their customer or their audience is based, and they're all based in the US or something, even though they're actually a creator in the UK, that can happen. Like, no point, because we don't actually ship to the US. No engagement ranges i think from like zero percent to twenty percent right or it goes it, yeah it varies so what's your what's your metric of engagement in there what are you trying to see above five percent above ten percent to be honest with you the only thing i'm really looking at is how they compare to other creators because i'm not exactly a hundred percent sure how tiktok measures that yeah it's um, weird it's weird so it's yeah. just basically if they're like in the top ten percent on the platform and, okay so i know that there's some engagement criteria it's number of saves number of shares number of likes the number of rewatches rewatches and so if it's got high rewatch comments likes shares and saves it's going to increase the engagement i did also hear that if like five percent of the followers engage with the video it will then push it out to the for you page to identify new followers. You know, Liam, back to your putting the link in the bio for some of these creators, they're not gonna leave that there forever. So like, are you negotiating a certain time? I'm assuming the ones where you're driving ads with the Spark ads, you're probably encouraging them more to put the link in the bio? No, not really. So in, in regards with putting it in the bio, I've been asking them to leave it for two to three weeks and um, to see what happens with it. Doing but, it? Yeah, they're doing that, but we're probably we're probably not going to do that going forward. We're just going to basically tell them, like, put the URL where we want them to go to claim the offer. They can put it in the video or whatever, and then when you turn them into Spark ads, they can the customer can essentially click on the video and it'll bring them to the website anyway. And you can track what's your that. what's your blended CAC on this right now. It's between twenty and thirty. Um, and wow. scale at that though. That's what we're trying to find yeah, out now. It's so go up, it's, it's go up. It, this is pretty funny, right? Where I have it here somewhere. Oh, if we can find this. Oh, here it is. So we're about to run a new offer, right? Um, robotic Hoovers <laughs> box. Okay. So the way we're positioning it comes it in the is, box. Yeah, it's yeah. a free gift. They're doing a free gift with yeah. purchase. It's a brilliant idea. Like it's the first box. So we're positioning it as your dog's personal cleaning buddy, Robbie the robot. And we'll have like videos of dogs going absolutely crazy chasing these <laughs> around the house. So we're planning to try and scale with that. We're planning to try and get as many creators as we possibly can and linked in to this offer. We'll set up a new campaign for it. Are you seeing that the creators' videos that have paid partnership are getting less engagement? Are you seeing that their audience is getting stale? Like, are you like I'm assuming there's probably a window of opportunity here, but at some point, like it's gonna get clouded and it's going to yeah, get for sure. There's a short run. There's a short run, run right? Right. Um, Definitely hundred percent. Yeah. So, 
But have you noticed that? Because the all, the other thing might be happening here, where TikTok is going to push the creator paid ones to get the creators excited and like get more of them engaged for a period of time, right? Yeah. Like it'd be a smart thing. You want to yeah. get more creators, like show them that it doesn't affect their account. Now I know um, um, in our office with Lorda, she joined that creator account, and then she saw like it was like hurting her account, so she left it. Oh, interesting. But you know who knows? Like things changing. I don't know how long ago that was. Yeah. Um, like it slowed but, the growth of her. Yeah, account. it was like slowing the growth. Like she wasn't getting the view. She wasn't getting pushed out on the for you page. And look, there's been multiple factors, yeah. right? Like what was the content she was doing? Yeah. Like did it fit? But like, ideally, it seems like that would be the case, right? Like yeah. people, consumers don't like to see paid ads. I personally like when you try to do one that's organic. Like as if the creator actually got this and actually yeah. posted it because they liked it. The problem there is it, it says paid sponsorship because you're running it through the creator accounts. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think there's different ways through that, right. Making it seem more authentic. It's all about how they position it too, yeah. of, you know, these guys shipped me this and I'm reviewing yeah. it versus this looks pretty cool. I asked them to send me one or something, Yeah. but do you, do you give those creators a script and guidelines you like them to follow? Or do you give them, how detailed do you get with that Liam? So we'll set up a new campaign for each offer we're running. If we're giving away a free camera, that campaign will specifically be for the camera, for doing free bed, robot, Christmas box, whatever. There will be a campaign brief and I'll put together a campaign brief and I'll basically give some guidelines, which I want them to follow. And it's pretty much the same stuff for us. The, dog, the box gets opened, the dog's excited, they go through the offer, show the dog using the offer. And that's pretty much it. But I give them some leeway as well because... I'm definitely not a expert with TikTok. I ha I don't have my own account. I never grew an account to hundreds of thousands of followers. So I'd say to them, these are the guidelines I want you to follow. Rough guidelines. You have to have this in the video, but feel free to put your own creative spin on this because you know your audience better than I know your audience right. and you know what they're going to react to. When we get videos that actually work really, really well, we'll put together a drive and, and we'll have example videos. So say if we're doing a camera campaign again, we'll go, here's the videos to give you some inspiration. These worked really well for us in the past. Take some inspiration from this um, if you want. We actually had a pretty funny video come true a couple of weeks back. It was a comedian who did it, who we hired, but mad about his dog has a big enough following video was for a free camera with the first box and the video was the dogs getting caught having lunch together yeah. on the camera <laughs> um, and like, look at what i got my dogs doing yeah with the free camera i got from buster box and like they're all dressed up in clothes and stuff around <laughs> the kitchen table they're sitting there it looks like they're eating lunch it was pretty funny did that um, did that perform well they get some good views and some good it's i'll tell you what it Never drove a lot of sales, that video, but it got a lot of reach Awareness. and engagement. And what we did was I actually took it and I put it on our Facebook page for a while. I put a small budget behind it um, and turned it into like a video fuel campaign. And it blew up. Like it got like 800 likes within a day on it. And then we were retargeting people who were watching that with sales video. And that, that actually worked quite well. Yeah. Yeah. So you take the content. Do you own it when you use the, the creator account so you can use that for other ads or other assets? Use it for your own account. You allowed to. Yeah. Okay. And I'd then, say that 
in the campaign brief, trust holders, okay. no confusion. I say, like, we may actually use this for another form of advertising. They're fine. They don't care. And what are you seeing, like, how many creators have you used, like, simultaneously? As a, so I'm going to add a second part to this question. Yeah. How much have you spent so far on creators? Um, not, not a lot. I would imagine between everything, we have spent less than two grand. Wow. Um, and we have got, I don't know, maybe 15 videos, 15 creators, maybe. I don't know. We'd have to check the marketplace. I'm actually going to be setting up some more campaigns today for Q4, pretty much for our Christmas stuff. We've advent calendars coming, robots coming, Christmas oh, wow. outfits. So we need different campaigns for the different offers we're running. And on the Spark ads, how much like ad dollars have you tested with? We were spending on Spark £200 a day. Um, so I don't think we even, six grand a month max we spent on Spark ads. But if you could scale up at $20, $30, I'm assuming you'll. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and our, our TikTok rep is putting us under a bit of pressure to spend more money because they're mad to get you to spend on TikTok. Yeah. They, <laughs> Unsecure credit well, line, grand. TikTok needs to be at Sub Summit. Oh, for sure, and absolutely. They, they should talk about this. Liam, get, get, your, get, oh, your yeah, get your sponsor. Get your rep to come and, yeah, and talk about with this. your rep. Actually, I can ask him. He is based in Ireland, so oh. I don't know if he will. But Even I can. Better. TikTok should have a big display. People walking in, yeah. creating UGC content. Well, at the very least, Liam, you should come to talk about this at TikTok or this at, at, at Sub Summit. TikTok. Come talk about TikTok at Sub Summit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I think that. this is something that isn't. You know, it look at it helps but, six more months of like experience yeah. on it. I think the biggest thing here is nobody's like people are either scared, they don't have the time, they're not trying to learn. I think it's amazing that you've done that, and I think that we need to let the for sure know, community know and see it for sure. And and you know, look at by the time something rolls around, and for those uh, in our audience that don't know the dates, it's May thirty first to June second of next year. Things will continue to evolve with this. I bet they'll man, you know, have better filtering features and search features and better ways to engage. I mean. The early days of Google, the early days of Facebook, things got more expensive, but it wasn't like fast and furious where all of a sudden it ramped up to some crazy astronomical numbers in the beginning. And right away, it took time to build into that. So I'd imagine there's some good opportunity for at least some time on this, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, I think a long time. I mean, I think that here's the thing about it. The ones that take advantage of it are also the ones that are going to last the longest on it. Right, because they're gonna know it the best. So yeah. like, for them, the longevity is even longer. Versus like it's a year and a half from now, and we're like, oh, like let me try it now. And like now you're competing against people like Liam that have like now had a year and a half experience in it. They've got it down pat. They know the creators to go to. They're 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 because you you spend five grand and you pick ten wrong creators or whatever the number is twenty. Yeah, that could have a huge effect on the business. Yeah. Versus like now when things are a little bit cheaper, and we saw it with Instagram, right? used to be able to get Instagram influencers for nothing. And then all of a sudden they thought they were celebrities and they, they wanted to get way too much money. You're right. And <laughs> yeah. now they're like coming down back to ground level and you're like, Hey, like you really I feel like this is, this is different because Instagram, I mean, Instagram has ways to reach a lot of, you know, some of those. I just feel like something's different about this creator marketplace than what other platforms have done before. Yeah. Um, well, connecting you directly with them via the platform itself. 
that sounds like that makes it very easy. They make the transaction very easy. But I think what's important is like with social media marketing, it's very important to understand how these different apps are used, right? Mm -hmm. Like how do you use Snapchat? How do you use Instagram? How do you use TikTok? How do you use LinkedIn? When you think about TikTok, it's like right now it's like passive entertainment, right? You watch it when you're laying down, you watch it when you're like, uh, but before you go to bed or when you've got a few minutes, you want to be entertained. What you're slowly starting to see is people are going to it to get educated in some cases, mm-hmm. right? They want to learn about new things. And, you know, it's a real easy way to put a fun twist around a product. He can, he, these creators can take Liam's Buster Box and create some really fun content that's like, yeah. I'm not just trying to sell this T-shirt. No, no, no. Right. Like I can engage my pet. I can show the cool things that are going on in there, right? And so they can actually make really good content that's engaging right. the customer while doing the um, built, helping this brand that hired them to help build their business. Yeah. It's yeah. a great combination of a bunch of things. Yeah. It's crazy. One of the creators we got, this is actually how mad it is, 200 pounds, or I think it was 150 pounds, they had 1.8 million followers. Yeah, you can't beat that. Which no way. way. No a way. Tenth of a penny <laughs> per view. Crazy. You know, there's these two, uh, Liam, I'll have to send you it. There's this one channel that there's two, they have two dogs and she does some crazy content with these two dogs. Like it'll be like the house is dirty. So I can't take the dogs to the park. And then she goes to take a shower and like the dogs go and like clean up the whole house. And like she, I don't know how she got these dogs to be so like, it must take her 10 hours to make one of these videos with all the edits, but it is such good content. It's like a little boxer and like a, um, a not an Australian Shepherd, but one of those breeds, and it's so good. And I could just imagine her watch time average is probably so high. Oh yeah, you go back and rewatch it, and out of the dogs. She has this Buster Box in there. Yeah, fully. It would do unbelievably well if is she based in the U.S. I, I don't know. I, I'll send it to you when I see. It. She'll pop on my feed. There's also a guy that does like a voiceover with like the pet cam. And what the pets are doing in the house. Oh my gosh. It is so good. Your TikTok feed is probably a lot, a oh, large a lot percentage of, of a dogs. Lot of tennis and a lot of pets. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, that's where I think TikTok has um you, you can take advantage if you're very niche down in your product, hitting that audience, right? Like dog lovers. Dog lovers are fed constant videos of dogs and they're gonna engage with a lot more. I, yeah. You know, and see the buster box. So I think, you know, there's a specific type of subscription maybe this would work even better for like like this but i think it's a huge opportunity out there right now for people to be tapping into how how do you decide how much you're paying the creators liam i know they they have a rate they have a rate rate, but you can put an offer out on it so i mean it's anywhere from 60 to 500 i'm i'm just scrolling through some here you know 50 dollars 20 like how do you decide they they usually have a rate and the rate it's acceptable enough because we got right eighty dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, or hundred pounds. Some of them don't have a rate. Like that fellow is talking about with one point eight million followers, he never had a rate, and I can't remember. I think it was like a hundred and fifty or two hundred pound. It was like oh, I'm just going to chance my arm and see if he'll take that. Send right. it in. You know, two days later, accepted. Really excited to work with you. It's like wow, that's absolutely crazy. And <laughs> hey, not for anything. I think like there's been this facade that some of these influencers that have two, three million followers are making a lot of money. I don't think they are. And I think that they're doing things like this to make 150 bucks, hundred bucks. Like I think it's the other part of it too, is for a long time, 
it's been hard to convert TikTok videos into sales. And I think oh, this is, time, yeah. right? it's, it's been a long time. So I think that this is starting to help with that. You also had to build the habit, right? Like you were, we were figuring out what TikTok was. Again, it was this passive entertainment. But now, you know, you see an influencer that puts out a bunch of content on like how to build an Amazon web store. Well, then after a year, he opens up like a course. Yeah. Right. And like, that's how he's sort of monetizing it now. This is allowing like, this probably does way better for conversion for you, Liam, than you just running videos on your Buster Box TikTok channel, correct? Not even close, no probably. Comparison. Literally no comparison. Yeah, this is sense. so much better. And the good thing about it is, and I definitely recommend to people, if you're not ready to get on TikTok like and you're overwhelmed or whatever, the least thing you need to do today, set up that pixel on your website. Just put it on your website and leave it on your website and just go about your business and then when you are ready to advertise on TikTok, at least you have been picking up data, some sort of pixel data on the account. Because when you go in completely cold and you set up your, same as Facebook, same as Snapchat, Pinterest, anything, at the start, it has no data about who your ideal customer is. It's more expensive, all them issues. So just get ahead of it and put the pixel on now. And then you, you'll be ready to go. And um, yeah, it, it works. It works much, much um, better because when you turn them to Spark ads, like Facebook, you can go for conversion. Yeah. The objectives. I love the Spark ads thing. Oh, that's gosh. exciting me. Yeah. I can tell. I feel the energy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we've seen it working so well with blog content with third party creators. Oh, yeah. And like, imagine you've got a video that crushes with a creator. Right. And then like you get to run ads to it. And then the consumers are seeing that it has, you know, 50,000 likes and 3 million views. That makes like inherently you want to watch why this is watched so yeah. much too, right? So yeah. all around, I might, Liam, need to pick your brain even more later on because I want to learn more about it. I think it's a skill that we need to all know. I think um, there's brands within our community, right? You know, what we're trying to do at Subta is help everybody build amazing subscription brands. And the more yeah. we can learn about it, bring in experts like you, it's truly helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So Liam, here's what we're going to do. I know you're heading into the holiday season right now. So you're going to be heads down in this. Can we do a check-in around like January, February and see how the holidays went? And I want to know how the, the Hoover, the robot Hoover went for you too. <laughs> yeah. Because there's be, a lot uh, to that even. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. And Chris, I actually, I saw what you were saying about whitelisting on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and it was weird. I never heard of that before. Like, I'm familiar with native yeah. ads. Are they similar to native ads no. where you're paying advertorials to send people? And then someone else mentioned it to me in my own group. Someone yeah. messaged me and, like, yeah, and I was like, I've never even heard of that. Is it my day. subscription edition yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. so it's, it, I would say it's similar in the sense that it feels like it's almost a paid advertorial. However... This third-party creator is giving their authentic review of the product. It's getting posted on my subscription addiction, and the brand is actually paying for ads that go to that blog versus go to their website, right? Okay. So, the, so the consumer is reading this like review. Let's say Mirror versus Peloton. This this creator wrote the review of their experience with Mirror and their experience with Peloton, and maybe throughout that blog, at the end of it, they're kind of like, "I prefer Mirror." Well, what, what the brand is seeing is that the consumers are that are taking the time to read that blog and then converting to the website or converting at a much, much higher rate. Really because interesting. If Mirror were to send somebody to their own website, 
of course, all of the content's going to be like, buy mirror, buy mirror, buy mirror. But when the consumer is getting sent to a third party, where they get this third party review about it, they're more likely to believe it. It's no different than when we read a review about a restaurant and John Doe, some guy we don't even know, says the pasta is amazing. Well, let's go there, right? So Mirror, the brand will be paying um, the social the social whitelisting company, in this case, My Switch Addiction, to have access to that ad. They then drive their own rev- they don't drive their own ad spend towards that ad set that drives into a blog and then converts them to the website. That's what a riggy riggy. We can talk about that more too. It could, it could work. It could work well for you or some people in your network. But I know that they're having a lot of success with it, and it's it's sort of like a little growth hack, and not a lot of people are doing it. And like right now, like it's never been harder probably to grow, right? Yeah. With what's happened, and yeah, so. Facebook, the pixel issues cause marketers to, you know, get into a little bit of a bind. You've got to get creative with your, your outreach. So you should be doing it all. Learn the TikTok ads, get the social whitelisting going, right? Use that to then do retargeting ads. You know, you send them to a blog, third party wrote, they went to the site, they left, they should get hit with a retargeting ad from you. They see a TikTok video, they go to the site, they don't convert, they should get hit with a retargeting ad. You've got to do all these things. The top of the funnel traffic has got to be diverse. Right. Diversified. For sure. For, for since we were a bit in the game, since 2016, it was like 85% Facebook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all there was. It's all there was. Right. You might throw some influencers, some YouTube sure. stuff, but not you've got to diversify that top of the funnel traffic, get super creative with it, track it as best you can. Look at things blended, like Liam said, right? Too many people get caught up on like this one thing, the CAC is twice as much. Well, you don't know if that led to them making the conversion later on the retargeting ad, right. or did it help with the Google PPC, right? Because they went and searched right. a branded term. Well, they didn't, wouldn't have even known that the term existed had they not seen one of your TikTok ads right. that you think the CAC is so high on, right? right? So, and, and nowadays, it used to be a consumer used to have to see a brand nine times before they purchased. Yeah. Now it's like 26. Yeah, that's insane. I don't understand that. And it's just, and I think where that comes from is the amount of exposure consumers have to it now. And so that metrics going up because of that, they're getting hit with the TikTok, they're getting hit with the YouTube video, they're getting hit with the Facebook posts, the the Google display is like me as a consumer, I'm just a buyer. Like I can't hit with one ad and I'm like making the purchase. If it's a product, yeah, if it's it's a product you're looking for and you're interested in, you know, and I think that's where, you know, brands are getting smarter about it. So Look, lots to, lots to continue to uncover yep. here. I think what you've really shown us today is that there's a way to, there's another new way out there to find a lower CAC. Um, it's a good time for people to lean into that, to exploit that. Yep. And and that's, you know, we're excited to have you to share that with our audience for yeah. sure. So we're going to, we're going to check back in with you January, February, and then you're going to tell all the dirty secrets about this at sub summit yes. in May. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be an awesome talk. Like, yeah. we're going to pack that room, Liam. Like, trust me, people aren't going to want to miss it. This is good stuff. Well, Liam, um, thanks so much for joining us today. This yeah. is honestly one of the one of the best episodes we've had so far. Yeah, I mean, super informal. And for those that are watching, make sure you like and subscribe so you can see more content. We've got some great things happening. And, you know, Liam Mamas. She's, she's there. Right here if you yeah, want to see your mamas, good. come here. Come here. <laughs> Any final words of advice, Liam? Um, not really. I think that was everything. The only thing I'd say is we'll have to get a box out to her. There she is. Box box out to her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good girl. There's Husky hair all over the studio. (laughs) Thanks, Liam. We appreciate everything. I appreciate you, Liam. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode.